contemplative living. As soon as we begin this journey into the finding of oneself, or true self, we encounter this dimension of paradox, the mystery of life. There are some very left-brain people who think that meditation is nonsensical or can only approach meditation from a purely scientific benefits-oriented point of view. Well, I'll meditate because the evidence is that it's going to be good for me, which is, okay, a good way of starting if that's where you start from. But eventually, the logic of meditation itself, in fact, the logic of life itself, is going to lead us into paradox, the mystery of life. The paradoxical nature of reality and of the self is something that we cannot help but encounter. Whether we face it, whether we contemplate it, whether we become conscious of it and accept it is another matter. So a paradox is not a contradiction. The left hemisphere of the brain, the down-to-earth, commonsensical, no-nonsense kind of mind will say this just doesn't make sense. It's either this or that. Although science now has proven that this perception of reality is very limited. But there are many people around who still think like that. Anything that looks as if it's paradoxical is dismissed as if it were contradiction. And I think a lot of corporations and educational institutions and the medical profession took this attitude in recent times, modern times, towards anything to do with spirituality or meditation. And that's clearly changing. There's clearly a shift, cultural shift, in the, the mind of corporations and professions today. The point between the two sides of a paradox is the interesting point. It's the point of everything. It's a valid point. Don't dismiss it. We have to and we can dwell in this. And Jesus says, if you dwell in my word, you will be free. Life, birth, death, suffering, loss, joy is going to open us, introduce us, to this point at the center, at the sort of the tipping point of paradox. And it's a lifestyle, if you like, to live in that point, allowing the finding of the self to happen. Remember, we can't find the self as if it were an object. So this the point between the two sides where we dwell, where we balance, and once we have found the balance, it's a very strong balance. You can do what it looks as if it's impossible to do. This is what we mean by contemplative living and what meditation allows us to do. So we can think of this center of the paradox as a point, a balancing point. We could also think of this point as a portal, like a doorway into a deeper a more integrated, non-dual reality. We all know that life is mysterious 
and mundane at the same time. Much of life is just mundane, routines that we repeat over and over. So we know that life is mysterious, but mundane at the same time. Most people prefer to ignore the mystery and concentrate on the mundane. That's the easiest thing to do. Of course, you can never totally avoid the mysterious because people are going to die, you're going to get sick, you're going to fall in love or you're going to fall out of love, you're going to have a child and the child is going to cause you distress and all sorts of things. So you can never avoid the mystery, that point, that portal, the center of the paradox. If we were to say the self is dwelling anywhere, that's where the self is. That's where we are, our true self. So we can't avoid it, ultimately. The question is, do we live it? St. Benedict says, keep death always before your eyes. And I think the reason he says that is not you know, to be miserable or negative or pessimistic, but quite the reverse, to be able to live life fully. Meditation makes it possible for us to live both aspects, the mysterious and the mundane, and to keep moving into the mystery. Jesus called himself the gate and the way, of course, but the gate to the sheepfold. It's an interesting image of a gate, a door. You can come into a door and you can come out of a door. And that's exactly what he says. They will come in and go out of the sheepfold and find pasture. And whoever enters through me will be saved. We can either understand that in a sort of fundamentalist way, unless you join my church, you are damned. Or, what does it mean then? I think it means that we have to find, accept, and recognize this mysterious point at the center of the paradox of human life. We have to recognize, as Etty did, that we live this paradox. She lived the paradox of joy and tragedy at the same time. So this image that Jesus gives us of himself as the way, as the gate of the sheepfold, allows us to think of him as the center, him as the one we find who helps us to keep our balance. He is there to help us to stay on the way, and he helps us to stay on the way, to stay balanced. And then we can live in the world of mundane things, and they actually become less mundane, less boring, because they begin to show their meaning and their relationship to the mysterious aspect of life, which we can also respect, we can also make time for. So this is, I think, how I would understand the contemplative life, and it doesn't have to be lived in a monastery. In fact, you could be in a monastery and not live it. I, I met more people who have found this way of living in the world than in the monastery. The experience of the self 
is not an ordinary or mundane experience. But in the ordinary and mundane aspect of life, we can be our true self. That's why meditation can change our life and changes the world. While we're doing the ordinary things of life, we can be our true self. 